Hey there, it's me, Aubrey. Do you like what you hear on the Ask Aubrey podcast and find yourself thinking about what it would be like to work with me directly? For me to weigh in on the things you're going through and help to support you through it on a path toward growth and wellness and self-worth? Well, you can hire me as your coach. I'm a certified life coach specializing in self-worth for women and queer people. I have a few slots open for life coaching clients in the new year, and I offer a totally free consultation, including a sample coaching session, so you can see what coaching is like and decide if it's right for you at no cost. If you're interested or even just curious, you can sign up for your free sample session at my website. That's aubreyhenderson.com. Let's talk. I can't wait to support you as you grow towards your goals and into your best and most gorgeous self. Hey there, my name is Aubrey Henderson. I'm a self-worth coach and professional calm in the chaos. I believe that when you're feeling stuck in your life and you can't decide on the next right step, that getting some perspective or a pep talk from someone outside of your shoes can be an absolute game changer. This podcast is that pep talk. Every week, I'll share my responses to listener questions, real life coaching sessions, and interviews about topics that you can connect with and learn from. All things that will help you to reconnect with your own self-worth and inner goodness and vision for your life so you can feel great and get shit done. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey y'all, so I am like beyond excited to share this episode with you. And I've been excited about it for a while now. So ever since I started the podcast, I have had people asking me kind of in different ways. I've had people asking, would you ever include your coaching as a part of your podcast? And so, you know, if in case you missed this part 30 seconds ago in my intro, I'm a life coach. I offer one-on-one life coaching um, completely separate from my podcast, but of course a little bit related. And you know, because people know that I do that. People have asked like, oh, would you ever include your coaching? Like, would you record a clip of one of your coaching sessions with one of your clients and include that? Or would you ever like invite someone on to be like live coached by you on the podcast? And at first my thought was like, oh, you know, that's not necessarily what I had envisioned for this podcast. And then after multiple people asked me, Um, this same question, I thought, you know, maybe this is something to consider. So as I do with most things that I find interesting and want to discuss further, get people's takes on, I took to my Instagram stories. And um, so if you hang out with me on Instagram, um, you probably saw the poll where I asked folks, you know, if I were to offer a completely free coaching session, like a full length hour long coaching session, in return for being able to record that session and include it on the podcast, would you be interested? And the response was like pretty intense. Like folks were really interested. Like a good number of people um, said that they would be interested in doing this. And so over the last few weeks, I have started talking to a few of those folks and 
doing some live coaching sessions with them and recording them. And y'all, it has been so much fun. I am so excited to share these with you. And really for you all to get to hear, you know, what a coaching session is really like. I think, you know, a lot of the time I talk to folks and they're like, okay, what is life coaching? How is it different from therapy? Um, You know, like, what do you even do in a coaching session with someone? And I think that is going to be a future episode that I do, quite honestly, is to talk about, you know, what it is to be a life coach, how it's different from being a therapist or how it's different from being a consultant or, you know, X, Y, Z. That's a whole episode on its own. But my hope is that by, you know, sharing these sessions and again, everybody who is participating in these has consented to, you know, having this recorded and having me share it on the podcast and anything that they've requested be edited out. I have edited it out. Um, but my hope is that by sharing these here, that it will give you all a little line of sight into what a coaching session is like and, you know, really paint that picture for you because it is identical to, you know, the type of structure I use with my actual pain clients. Um, the ones that I talk to just about every single week and they could confirm that for you. Um, and so, yeah, not only that, I hope that, you know, the topics that we talk about in these sessions are relevant to you much in the same way as, you know, when somebody writes in a, you know, question to me and I just answer their, their written letter. Um, I hope hearing from the person and how they're describing their challenge and how they're answering any questions that I have or responding to the things that I say also adds another dimension and really helps you find some value and that you get something out of it. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll jump right in to, you know, our first live um, coaching session. And, you know, the person I'm talking to uh, today is really struggling um, with basically getting good sleep at night and being able to turn off her brain. There's a bunch of thoughts swimming around, a bunch of stuff um, she's feeling really stuck on in her past and that she is struggling to move forward from. And so that is uh, really what we're digging into today. So I really hope you enjoy. Please let me know what you think um, as you're listening. If you want to take a screenshot and share to your Instagram stories and tag me, I'm at Aubrey, that's A-4-H-S-B-R-E-E on Instagram. And let me know what you think. If you dig it, please share with your friends and, you know, enjoy. I hope you get something out of it. Okay. So I was talking to Kelly about this. Um, I'll ask if she wants her name in the podcast or maybe I'll just call her my girlfriend. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, she, and I, I was like, man, what can I talk about? Like, cause I could probably talk about a bunch of stuff with you and I'd love your perspective on many things. Um, and she's like, why don't you talk about why, you know, why don't you, you, you kind of get into why you can't sleep? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what wow. Are the things that are happening in your brain when it, cause I, my, I'm, my sleep is terrible. And when it's terrible is generally because my, I call it like loopy brain. I'm just looping on shit. Just looping, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the old, yep. Very yeah. familiar with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. So that, and I guess those are the familiar or the usual things that you kind of um, that I'm stuck on. And then I was like, kind of like digging deeper as to what they might be. And I think they're kind of centered around like 
at its worst, shame and at its not so bad, regret. And I was like, those mm. emotions are really interesting to me today. And it became more evident today. Uh, sorry, those are interesting to me generally, but they came more evident to me today because I had to get these boxes from my old house. And I realized that these boxes were like, I don't box things up, by the way. Like I've got like a New York loft apartment kind of vibe in my head. Yeah. Like my ex was like, put things in boxes and put them away, like literally. And I was like, ooh, I realized from that experience that I'm just like open plan. <laughs> Ah, uh I'm like one of those like offices where everyone's just like on the same level. But I do have these boxes that I haven't looked at for a long time that have stuff like, uh, yeah, stuff from ex relationships or stuff from like my childhood and my dad. And I'm like, ah, I was unpacking them today and I was a freaking mess. And they were really tapping into like, um, these shame spirals that I go into where I think that I've just fucked everything up and, um, so anyway, I guess what I want to talk to you about is like, how do you, um, we all carry stuff with us, I guess, but how do you deal with stuff from the past and move on without becoming a total wreck? Wow. <laughs> I can get that. It can be more specific, I suppose, as we go along. Yeah. Um, but that's the broad, yeah, the high level. Does that make any sense? That makes, I t- know uh, it makes total sense. Um, okay. yeah. And it's, <sighs> I mean, I'm just imagining just like the act of, especially when things are boxed up and put away, which it sounds like is not, you said is not your style in the first place to do that. It's not my style in the immediate, I think. I mean, you've met me very briefly and I'm sure you got the impression that I'm not one to kind of hide my feelings or emotions. Yep. And in any capacity, really, like I really, I kind of pride myself on that, I guess. Um, It has intimidated people in the, in, in the past, but um. Anyway, I'm a part of the Big Feelings Club and I'm a proud card-carrying member of that. But we all have shit. And I don't have any, like, monsters necessarily. There's, there's, you know, I'm very aware there's people who have much worse, you know. I'm a, I'm a privileged white lady from Australia. Like, I'm I'm, I'm doing okay. But um, there's stuff that catches me and it, and it keeps Mm. me up at night. Um, And for the life of me and somebody, you know, I cannot think my way out of it. Um, mm. and I kind of, ha- I can't make peace with certain things. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what to do with that. Um, yeah. And a few sticking points centered around lo- mainly money and which I know is a big one for lots of people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, regrets, I guess, around past relationships, not necessarily romantic relationships either. I mean, like with, you know, classic daddy issues pretty yep. much. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I hear that. Money and dad. Yep. There we go. Oh, and so and so often those things can even be connected with each other, which is And they are, Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> you and, got it. And they are there. Oh session over. No. Done. Um yeah. Wow. I mean, this is such a great one. And I love that you have this and you said it earlier, you know, before we jumped in to the session is like, you know, the literal and metaphorical unpacking mm-hmm. um if you're open to it i would love to hear like because you said you kind of like i think what you said was you were a fucking mess mm-hmm. um, yeah as, as you, you were talk going to through stuff <laughs> my like, lovely beautiful girlfriend about that too poor oh, thing but yeah, what, what better what better person to have with <sighs> what i mean angel i don't know what i've deserved i've done to deserve that but it's fantastic 
I mean, literally just being you because there is no <laughs> other, I've already said there's no other human in the world who does deserve her but you. But anyway, Thank that's you. a whole, that's a whole other podcast. That's a, the dis- yeah, yeah, that's another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, we, we really should record a podcast about that, maybe for her birthday. Anyway, <laughs> just kidding. We're not going to do that. Terrible idea. Um, nah. So I, I would love to hear what that process of unpacking the box was like for you or of going through it today and, you know, as much as you're comfortable sharing. Sure. Um, well, I guess it's one of these things when you put shit in a box and don't look at it for however long. In this case, it was, you know, some of the things had been there enough to be like a bit damp, a bit moldy. So yeah. it's been a few, you know, a handful of years. And that was stuff like, um, um, you want specifics like of what was in there or what, what I was, anything, anything Total, Totally up to, up to you, how much you want to share. I think I just, that just struck me that that was a, you know, that, that today the actual unpacking of those things felt really significant. So whatever, you know, whatever level hmm. of depth you want to share. Do you know what I think it was? I think it was that it was like the, it surprised because I put it away obviously I've put it away for a reason and I haven't looked at it for a reason and it's like these these like boxes of misc just like miscellaneous life stuff yeah that clearly have just some of it is just junk because I I'm not very organized (laughs) um but some of it was obviously stuff that I put away because I didn't want to deal with it or uh, but I didn't want to throw it out or, or whatever that might be. So things like, you know, I opened a box, for instance, and it was like full of cards, like old birthday cards. And I found one for my dad. My dad died when I was 23. Um, that is a whole other kettle. I loved my dad, um, but he was not a great dad. Um, you know, he was kind of a man child, I guess. Um, but I, you know, in classic emo teenage angst, I thought that I'd thrown everything out of my dad's, um, which... Yeah. In hindsight, I, I've carried t- major regret, major, major regret. And I've like, I haven't told my auntie, which is my dad's only sister about it. Like I haven't, you know, she's always like, oh, you must have wonderful things to remember him by. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oop. <laughs> I got nothing. And I found this fucking card today and I lost it. I was like, oh man. And you know, normally I'd be okay to make peace with something like that. It's like you do stupid shit when you're a teenager. And I got rid of a whole bunch of stuff that I wish I hadn't. But um, this thing jumped out at me and I think it confronted me by with like, I haven't even had time to think about what the emotion was, to be honest. It was just immediate tears. But um, But I think it was this like, why, I mean, why did it affect me so much? Mixed in with that, with that was like notes and cards that I'd kept from like my, my previous relationship, mm-hmm. um, which was, I think the correct term is a shit storm um, <laughs> and yes. was super toxic. <laughs> um, uh, it, the antithesis. In fact, it's the opposite of what's, what my relationship is with, with Kelly. <laughs> yeah. um, and just stuff that I kept and I was like, oh man, I was why can't I be happy that I've learned things from that? You know, like why, I, I, f- I feel like I haven't got to this place where I've made peace with it and gone, cool, lessons learned. But instead I just mm. go back into this, you are a fucking idiot. Like I go into fucking idiot mode. 
you know, mm. like kind of blaming myself for certain feelings. Yeah. Um, and this shame around the behaviors that I suppose I know that I, uh, yeah, that I had around that that was centered around the the, the times that those objects existed or came into my life, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think my dad is, the the, the dad thing's a bit different because I can kind of forgive myself as a child, but the the relationship stuff is a bit like, oh, you really did some stupid shit to keep this person who was really awful to you in your life. And it had really real impacts that I still feel today. Um, Like having spent money that I shouldn't have spent to kind of keep this relationship afloat. Um, That when I think now about the life that I have and that I want to have with my partner, I think it'd be really nice to have that money now, you idiot. it was also money that I inherited from my dad. So there's the nice mm. connection. There you go. So this is all yeah. coming out. There you go. Um, yep. um, anyway, I think I'm talking in circles now, but it was just, I guess on a more macro level, like all this stuff that I, that, that this represents, it, it keep it literally keeps me up at night and I want, I think, you know, it'd be nice to have a silver bullet, which I know is not possible, but I keep thinking like, come on, you should just be able to like meditate your way out of this or listen mm. to a podcast or, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I think I'm trying to rationalize it, you know, a little bit too much. And there's probably something a bit deeper that needs to happen before I get to that stage where I can wrap it up into a neat little package. I just, I, and I'm, you're seeing me smile as you're saying some of this stuff, not because I'm like, oh, this is like funny or happy, but like, I relate to so, so like more than you will ever know of what you just shared, which is, which is why I'm like, so I like so much of this. I just want to say like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, like just all, like a lot of it. And so I think, and I think what was hard for me, like I connect in, like with ever with all of it, including the desire to like rationalize it or like mm. solve it away, or you know, even the way you were talking about, um, you know, looking at kind of choices that you made in your previous relationship or things that you did mm. to keep the relationship afloat, and having a regard for yourself that's kind of like, oh my god, like why did you do that stupid shit to keep that relationship going? Like I wish you hadn't done that. Yeah, it's like. I, for me, I have found myself feeling like judgment toward myself for like not being able to just like get over or get through. Yeah. And I wonder for you if what's underneath some of that too is this like, is that you actually, I think, have some insight to know that like there's stuff you have to process. And I think, yeah, <laughs> you're there's, but it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's really fucking uncomfortable because it, especially when it sounds like it will, I mean, and I also like experience you now in this conversation and also in general as like a pretty sunshiny person. Tell me if that's off. Yeah, I think outwardly for sure, or I try to be um, until night, (laughs) until I'm by myself and trying to sleep. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sunshiny. Um, And and it it literally is the, the sun, the sun will come up. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's not so bad. I can probably deal with this f- mm. for today. And then it comes around again. Wow. Um, there's something about that nighttime, you know, 
that fucks me up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm pretty sunshiny. No, you're right. Um, I hesitated and over overthought that then because I don't know that I look at myself as super sunshiny. Mm, but uh, yeah, I think I think I'm positive in every single way that applies to things in my life that aren't about me. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's constant. It's constant. Like it's a, it's a, a regular thing that, um, uh, Kelly, that my, my girlfriend will say, that's like, she's like, what, well, what would you say to me? What would you say to me if, you know, I said something like that? And I was like, fucking all right. I wouldn't say what I just said to myself. <laughs> I would never yeah. say that to you. Hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah so that, that's that long winded question, answer to that question. And it's hard to have that same like patience or even like, like gentleness or, you know, like tenderness toward ourselves that we have toward other people a lot of the time. Yes. Um, It's tough to practice that. And so I think, I think there's that piece. I think that just struck me because, you know, something that you said too, was that it's easier for you to have kind of like to forgive yourself as like a child or a teenager. Yeah. And it's harder to do that the closer the closer that past you gets chronologically to current you. Yes. And the, and the, I think that the more you go into adulthood and you get that kind of you should have known better or or yeah. or you you know you you have responsibilities you start to accrue responsibilities that uh you know necessitate handling things in a certain way whether it be money or relationships you know and not hurting yourself or putting yourself in situations where you know I don't know like living situations where you're anxious or whatever like I look back and I'm so harsh of like why don't you get out and and it's that I think what makes it harder is that um maybe my insight is off. Like maybe I'm, I've got okay insight when I talk to friends or other people. Um, But with myself, it's just so harsh. It's just like, why didn't you leave earlier? Why, uh, you know, (laughs) why didn't you respect your, the, the, you know, this, I grew up with very little, like very working class. And so to have a little bit of money, why don't I like kind of cherish that and invest it (laughs) Um, instead of, literally like buying my way into a relationship just so to speak I, i'm making that sound really really bad it's not quite as bad as it seems it's not, it wasn't like i pissed up two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something it was just you sure. know a little a little nest egg that was would have been really useful now especially like you know i'm a queer lady it costs money to have babies it costs money to, right. to travel across the world with my american lady that's right um and i'm just like you idiot uh and i think it's also perhaps okay here's another piece to add into the mix when you when you have a partner and and I am not placing any blame on my partner at all by the way um because she's like I said a literal angel but that when you've got a person you've got when you've got your person that's like making it much more aware making it makes me much more aware of what what it could what I could have brought into this if that makes sense Mm. um now that I'm saying that out loud, that sounds kind of awful because Kelly doesn't give a shit if I have money or not. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, this is all part of this shame spiraling that happens. Totally. Uh, yeah. 
Totally. And you know what you were saying too, because I know I'm also cognizant that we started at the beginning of this conversation, you saying it's about the, the way it's manifesting itself in your life regularly. I mean, today was like not necessarily a regular example because you're yeah. unpacking this box, but it brought up stuff that is tied to all of this, right? And then yeah. how it's coming up for you on the day-to-day is around your sleep. And it sounds like mm-hmm. it's also around how you're winding down your day and that like even like like when the sun is down, that brings like this sense of of dread that you're feeling this, you know, this stress and these, like you're saying, these like shame or regret spirals mm-hmm. that are literally keeping you up at night. Absolutely. It's like, it, it, it's got to the point where I get a bit, it's, it's like, like night doom, you know, you get a bit, I get a bit frightened yeah. of getting into bed, which is awful. It's really, really awful. Um, because it is the quiet time, I suppose. It's the time that, you know, you switch off and there's not busyness to distract you. There's nothing to distract me, yeah. so to speak. Mm. And in, you know, in so many ways that that can be like a thing we look forward to. But if we have these thoughts that are on repeat and being busy during the day can often drown those out a little bit or like mm. they can fade to the background. But when yeah. we, you know come home to a peaceful, quiet home with our partner who's supportive and, you know, we want to wind down for the day. That's when those thoughts that are still there can get louder. Totally. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's the main, that's the main thing that I wanted to talk to you about, I think, is because the, the, the nitty gritty, I, I, I love therapy. I'm all about it. And I'm like, I think that there's certainly in like specific instances and things that uh, are tied to this shame spirally doom nighttime situation that I can, I need to go back into in depth probably. I'm not, mm. I, I think, um, but the, the day to day of making peace with something on a broad, like on a, is that the right terminology? I don't know. Is that the right language? I think it, if I had to, if I had to kind of delve into every instance that's keeping me awake in order to sleep, I wouldn't sleep for years. <laughs> yeah. So the need, I feel like there needs to be some sort of middle piece here where yeah. I can, I can go have some, some, yeah, some gentleness, I think is the, ter- the word you used before some kind, have some em- empathy for yourself yeah. so that you can sleep because <laughs> there's yeah. not going to be any healing process or, um, you know, if I, if I can't, if I can't rest, literally, if I can't rest. Absolutely. I I think that's right. Like, I think there is, and I, you know, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I also, I too am a therapy evangelist and will, you know, like encourage everyone to go to therapy. And especially if there's, you know, just like stuff to unpack that has been years and years in the making. Like, I think you're right. That stuff is, is important to have a space to like really, really delve into that. But I absolutely think you're right that like, it's not like, Oh, I, you know, I want to make sure I can sleep starting tonight. So I'm going to go to therapy today and just download all of this and then it's done. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I could do that. Right. (laughs) Totally. Oh my God. Do you know if, if there was a therapist who could do that, do you know how rich that person would be? It'd be amazing. (laughs) I want to be that person. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's right. Well, you know, we'll find a way. You might be, um, you're on your way. Oh, I try, but you know, I think like, I think what you're getting at is right that there's a there's a way to be able to, you know, in the interim 
at least like set these things aside enough or turn the volume down enough and yeah. not, you know, cause we know we can't, and this is the interesting thing. We know that literally from a very illustrative example in your recent past, we know that we cannot put this shit in a box and expect it to like not come up and bother us. There's not, yeah. there's not that like silver bullet solution, but I think there are definitely some strategies that we can talk about. I'm curious what, um, because if, you know, if sleep has been a problem for a while, I imagine there are things that you've tried in order yeah. to help. So I'm curious to hear like, what have you tried that has, you know, that you've had, you know, found that helps or doesn't help? Um, I have found, I mean, as awful as it sounds, sleeping aids help, you know, that doesn't I don't sound know awful at all. called you the same sleep. in the, yeah, I, I mean, but I've, I am super reticent to get anything from the doctor, um, like a prescribed sleeping tablet, just because to tap back into my dad, I'm not cool with, yeah, prescription stuff like that to some degree. I get a little bit yeah. worried that I'll get reliant on it. Yep. Um, and then as my GP says, who's lovely, she's like, it's not real sleep, Grady. Uh, you know, it, it's good to kind of get your circadian rhythm going, but it's it's not real deep sleep. Um yeah. And I'm like, fuck you, Kath, I need to sleep. <laughs> but, um, so uh, things like melatonin do help to some degree. But again, I find myself just like, it says take one, I'll take three. Um, you know, the, the, the not, no technology stuff, I just can't. I, it, that's the only thing that helps me. I'll get onto BuzzFeed or I'll, you know, because I've, I've found that with meditation, man, I was taking myself through like, you know, I went like rigorous Buddhist meditation style. Like I was going like every night to like guided meditations and practicing at home and it, it, it helped to some degree, but what I think I was actually doing with it, and this is my fault, I'm not having a go at meditation at all because I, I, it's literally saved my life to some degree is that again, I use it kind of like a sleeping tablet. It's mm. like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like I, I'll overdo it and all it's doing is, is acting as another means of escaping from or, or pushing down. Well, I've ticked that box. I've done that now. So I don't have to, uh, I, I kind of feel a bit evangelical about it or like holier than thou. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've worked it out now. And I start speaking like this really <laughs> about myself and then something happens at work and I'm like, fucking fuck everything. Um, and then it all goes out the window. There's like, it's, and perhaps that's me. Perhaps it's a personality thing that I need to deal with of like extremes. <laughs> Again, I'm talking too, in, too complicated and you're not answering your question. But my answer it's is. Not, it, this is all helpful. Nothing complicated <laughs> and nothing you're oh, saying good. is wrong. This is great. Um, I don't want to be one of these people that says I've tried everything and nothing works because there's times when things do work. And I think it's just finding perhaps like a toolbox of stuff. Um, uh, and I know I get lazy with things. Um, so at the minute, my, my go-to is, and I know that Kelly doesn't like this is like, I'll take, I go to the other bedroom. I, I, I sort of, I, I yeah. get into the, to the spare bed cause I can thrash. It's the thrashing room. I can thrash uh, about, I, I, you know, I'll chuck on an episode of Bob's Burgers or whatever yeah. I need to do. But again, it's escaping. So, um, I worry that that escaping process isn't helping and that I haven't found the thing that lets me actually make peace or find some peace in my brain. And it's just kind of 
uh, nighttime friendly noise, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. So wow, no, I, don't, really I don't have a good, yeah, I don't have a good process. I, I um, haven't found something that works for me with a, a good hit rate. Okay. That's, and that's all helpful to know. Cause I think too, like, yeah, I mean, and that is so interesting to hear that your, um, that your doctor is like, it's not real sleep, Grady, because to <laughs> me, I'm like, at, you know, at a point where you're struggling with sleep. And I mean, I, of course, you know, your doctor knows this, like there's a, there's an element where you just, you just want to get some sleep of any kind. Yes. Right. Yeah. And if you're struggling yeah. to sleep, like you just got to get some sleep. Oh, it's crazy making otherwise. Like, uh, oh my gosh, it's awful. Yeah. Um, and you know, just how that's impacting, how, how that just bleeds into all areas of your life. I'm sure yeah. if you're not getting good sleep. And so, I mean, this is something, and I'm, you know, what I like to do is just it, the way I like to call what I'm about to do is just like throwing, throwing ideas at a wall and seeing what sticks and seeing mm -hmm. what sticks mean, means like, you'll tell me, oh, that sounds interesting. Or like, no, I don't, I'm, that doesn't, isn't what I want to do. And so this is just me offering some things and wondering if, if any of them sound interesting to you, but you know, I have, I have, um, another client who really enjoys like the to-do list making throughout her day mm -hmm. and something that, you know, she'll like, she was describing kind of having trouble falling asleep because she will, um, like wake herself up with like, oh, there's this shit I need to do. And like, let me get mm -hmm. up and just do it right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, something that she started doing when we were working together that, that worked well for her was to like keep a notebook by her bed mm -hmm. and start, you know, like before she went to bed to just like, kind of like brain vomit onto the page of like, here are the things I know I need to do tomorrow. I'm going to write them down here. So there's no chance of me forgetting. Yeah but I can rest knowing that they are tracked here and they're not going anywhere. And yep. that is obviously making a to-do list is not the thing for you. But I wonder, because a lot of the things that you've described is trying, but they aren't necessarily sticking, is you moving, mm -hmm. you trying to move away from or focus away from what's going on in your head. And mm -hmm. I feel curious about what it would look like for you to go in there and not okay. necessarily in a like, let's go in and unpack and dissect and analyze all of it. But for you mm. to like, I wonder what it would look like when you're like about, you know, you're going to try to go to bed soon. You're kind of like spinning your wheels. You are, you know, like even feeling like you use the word frightened to like try to go to sleep because it like just these scary thoughts are in there. Mm. I feel curious about what it might feel like for you to, to write. And I don't, you know, necessarily know what that looks like for you. I kind of, I get into the very woo-woo exercise of like writing to a version of yourself. So like writing yeah. like in the format of like a letter of, you know, hey, myself four years ago, like I, you know, finding myself feeling angry at you for blah, 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 blah. Mm. And I know that's not fair, but like, this is how it's impacting me now. Like those are the, those are the kind of you know, places that I go with it, but even mm. could even be simple, like journaling reflection to like get some of those things out on a page and not that that means that they go away because you've written them. But I also wonder if the, you know, for somebody who likes to check a box, if even the act of being able to then like close the book and set it aside feels totally. like this exercise is done for the night. I will return to it tomorrow. 
this is really interesting because well on a number of levels i've been, yeah i i did <laughs> i've been told to do the, like the make the list and i was like can i make a list of like big <laughs> things it's not just like you know check your emails in the morning but like be nice to yourself and don't wake up in a panic thinking that you're a total failure um yeah. So maybe it's like nighttime affirmations, like, you know, instead of doing your affirmations in the morning, night, affirmations at night, I, I tried that a little bit, but I really like the idea of kind of addressing myself and it's making me think of the boxes again today. Um, I was a prolific writer when I was little, um, uh, like, and I found all of my poetry books. Holy God, I want to share them with you. Perhaps Please. not on the podcast. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm, oh my God. It, I would write like, I was such a little loner. I was such a little weirdo. So I just have like, much like many kids, reams of this awful poetry. But I remember that being so cathartic and I don't, mm-hmm. and I actually know what happened. I stopped writing when I did my PhD because that was just so all consuming and, and yeah. my writing had to really actively change from being something very creative and personal to being something very outward and academic. Um, and I grieve, I grieve that, that I've lost that. And mm. I actually said really recently um, uh, to my mom, to my, to, to Kelly, that, you know, I would really like to start writing again, but there's this blockage, I think that has come from that time where it was kind of, I sort of yeah. had to beat it out of myself because of that kind of rigorous process of writing something so, you know, um, detailed and research oriented. So I'm wondering if that's a way back in or like a bridge a little bit back to, yeah. um, cause I was much kinder to myself when I was younger. I was much more in tune with my feelings, uh, on that deep, I liked yeah. being an emo when I was little. I never felt yeah. like I had to fight against it. I really went in. <laughs> like I was yes. leaning into that hard as a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, and perhaps, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, this is making my mind explode a little bit because maybe that's a nice way maybe to start as like a letter to myself or, or, or whatever it might be at those pain, those points that have, are causing me grief in the past, past selves, past gradies that I'm like, what did you do that for? Yeah. To address them. Is that kind of what you meant? Like a, like a, like a direct address to past the past self or. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, you know, like what popped to mind. Cause I've done actually like a similar exercise for myself before. And so like, mm. um, like, yeah, like choosing a specific point in time. And some of that is like, I, you know, like, depending on when like certain things have happened that you're reflecting back on thinking because mm. you're reflecting on them now as you right now in 2019 but like when those things happened either to you or you know like choices were made by you you were not the you that you are now with all the information you have now and yeah. so that that exercise is one to be able to you know imagine that you're speaking to that previous self mm. And not to, you're not speaking to current Grady. Yeah. You're, you know, you're not speaking to your current self. And that's, that's the loop that I, it sounds like you're stuck in right now a little bit is that you're thinking about things you did in the past when you didn't have all of the information and ability to reflect back as you have right now. Yeah. And you're talking to current Grady about choices that past Grady made. And it's not the same person. Mm. Yeah. And so I do think, yeah, like even like some kind of like, way for you to directly address Grady in, you know, whatever years that those, you know, major life events have happened, or if there's, you know, if there's a particular moment that's really on your mind, I think, 
I think that's an exercise to try as mm. because that is also cultivating kind of like, and you already have some of this. I mean, you already are doing some of this by being able to look back on yourself as like a teenager or a child and have, have some of that kinder regard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, of like, you know, I like, I didn't necessarily know what I didn't know when I was a teenager and I, you know, had these items that w- might one day be precious to me and I threw them away or, you know, things like that. And so I think just that exercise of like, you know, when you're writing someone a letter, you're really thinking about them. What do they need to hear? Yeah. Um, you know, what would I want to tell them and like, let me write it down. And then that's also something then for you to return to after you've written it and whether it's that, you know, you want to be writing that letter repeatedly and maybe it is as you you know, go through different stages of life or like, you know, different layers of processing this yeah. stuff, you might want to return to that exercise. And then, I mean, I love the idea of affirmations too. This is something I encourage folks to do all the time is that like, you know, what what are the affirmations that you need to hear? Either you now yeah. or you in these past moments and, you know, writing those. And there's, there's power, I think for anybody in the act of writing, but especially someone who like literally is like, you have been, as you said, at different points in your life, a writer in different ways, whether professionally Mm. or, you know, your freelance poetry career as a child or, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Prolific. Um, Tell you what. Incredible. But Mm. yeah, I mean, and it sounds like, Mm. and I didn't, I, didn't realize that you had um, had dabbled in poetry, but it sounds like this is like a long time. Oh, it was bedroom poetry. It was a not, long time. You know, yeah. Oh isn't my God. that isn't that amazing though? As like, like you look back on stuff as a kid, and you're like, before before the world told me that like, you know, writing had to be like up to a certain caliber or like meet <laughs> certain standards. That like, I just and I felt like I didn't write poetry, but I um I mean I guess kind of because I told myself oh like you're gonna be a songwriter, so <laughs> yeah. I like wrote song lyrics and I just like had no problem with it. And now I think if I sat down to try to write a song, I would be like, who the fuck do you think you are? You can't write a song. <laughs> Which like why though? Yeah, exactly why. I was looking back. I mean, yeah, the standards that I had, you know, that I, what what I was reading was like in sync song lyrics so it's not yeah. really it wasn't a super <laughs> high standard but um yeah I, I i would like to tap back into that feeling of just having no judgment of myself other than just pure expression like i actually remember that feeling seeing the books today seeing my like little journals and whatever i was like oh wow you really were i, I don't don't get me wrong like i remember being like an angsty little asshole but sure um um <laughs> And I need to apologize to my mom again for being a jerk, but uh, that that came up in my mind. I've made that we're good though. She's 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 amazing. But um, yeah, that that feeling of like, um, amongst the kind of regret and shamey parts was real tenderness. I was real. I was really surprised by like how much I liked my younger self, having seen these little glimpses in the past. I'm like, yeah you were so in touch with your feelings. I mean, they were totally way off and wacky and whatever, but that's what you, you know, as an 11 and a 12 and a 13 year old kid, what you are. But um, um, so maybe there is some sad, uh, this is interesting because I think there is some sadness of, I feel like I've lost parts of myself mm. um, to the pursuit of certain things 
you know, like whether it was, I mean, the PhD, like that fucked me up really bad. <laughs> I'm really, I, it's some part of me is glad I did it obviously for different reasons, but like I lost a part of myself that was really creative, I think. And, um, and lost the love of writing for myself. I, I actually, my other subject matter that I wanted to talk to you about that I would put to the side and maybe in the future we can talk about this. I'll book your time in. I love it. Um, is body image. Like I chucked on 40 kilos doing my PhD. I've had a completely different view of myself physically since that time. Um, it cost me money. Uh, I got, I got into a toxic relationship probably because I wasn't looking at loving myself that <laughs> as well as I could because of the, that time. And I, and I'm also really aware that I'm portioning blame to a particular thing that I chose to do, um, that I also sort of see as really brave and courageous, but mm. it, those complications, I think make it harder to make peace with them. So perhaps it is just about going yeah. back and, um, I don't know, and trying to, like you say, not talk to me as I am now, but talk to my, me as I was then. Um, yeah. that's, that's, that's really interesting. Cause I would get really frustrated trying to make a to-do list. <laughs> or something like that yeah, I, I could yeah. I, I I hope this doesn't sound like I'm belittling anybody who does that because I think that's amazing and it does really help because I've yeah. done that before but it, the the patterns that I'm in at the minute it, a to-do list just I'm like totally it, it's out of my mind almost like what I need to be doing the next day because I'm so far in the past does that make sense absolutely and I think yeah yeah, absolutely. And I think I start with that example just to, as like, a, you know, the entry point where I think for a lot of people, the like, you know, when they think about, you know, what's keeping me up at night, some of it is like, oh, I'm just stressed about all the things I have to do the next day, which, totally. is, real, which is real stress. And is, you know, like you said, is not invalid in any way, but is, is different distinctly from what you're describing, which is, mm. which is kind of spinning in feelings of, like you said, of shame and regret that are, that are different than, you know, being stressed about the tasks you have to do the following day. It's like, it, it feels on a different scale than that. And it feels, uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to be stressed about those things and, and it's interrupting <laughs> being stressed about those things, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, yes. Um, there's some, I, I mean, it's kind of, and, and that, I think that that in itself is perhaps becoming a problem is that it's impacting what I should be thinking about um and being more mindful of is you know should I've got to do at work the next day or remembering to feed my dog or whatever it is you know I've been feeding my dog by the way she's not starving um she's doing okay <laughs> she's all right she's okay I think um well Callie's here so she's I was she's gonna say you got, you got another you got another human to help you with that right. and and yeah. she's the kind of human who will always remember to feed the dog so and they are soulmates so I'm like the third wheel um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but those things you know and and being more mindful and attentive to my partner you know what I mean like yeah. um uh yeah um it's I'm frustrating myself I think is is the other thing and I think when you get into that frust like a, a space of frustration it it, it 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 further stifles any kind of ability to see what you should do to fix the situation absolutely um, uh yes so I think that's a wonderful idea I really do um, I love that. I'm not just I'm not just kissing your ass or anything like I really <laughs> think that's a great idea because I <laughs> um it's a bit two birds with one stone thing because I, I think it might be a nice gentle way to get back into writing which I've missed so much I really have I love that yeah I mm. love that 
and I, you know, I'm glad to hear that. So, so when I say, you know, let's throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks, it sounds like that might've stuck. So it's that's, stuck. that's good news. Um, so, I mean, just, you know, as we wrap up, I would love to hear like, you know, what you feel like, what you feel like you can commit to, let's say in the next week in terms of, you know, maybe starting to practice some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going <laughs> to, I, one concern I have, I think with, uh, jumping into this would be finding or prioritizing, I guess, what, um, what part to address, I guess, in a, yeah. in, in a letter or in a, in a, in a piece of writing, you know, in some form of writing that's going to kind of speak to my past self or to an instant or a time or a point in time. Like which one? Yeah. <laughs> which one's most pressing? So perhaps I'll prioritize a little bit or, or just try to be a bit honest with myself about what it actually is keeping me awake at night. Um, yeah. And starting with that. So, um, but I would like, I'm not going to do that thing where I'm like, I'm going to write every single night because I will fail at that. Sure. I, I've sure. got a feeling. I'm going to try to do it at least a few times um, this week. Just, I've got a few ideas of which points I should probably write back to. <laughs> yeah. So, was that too soft a goal set? Um, That's not Should too I be soft. more specific? I think it's not. If, if it feels right to you, it feels right to me. I will say that I'm going to check in with you and reach out mm-hmm. to you and send you a note a week from now just to, okay. to check in with you and see how it's going because that's also, you know, part of what I want to offer to you is, is some accountability and some, yeah. um, some follow-up on that. So a week from today, I'll check in with you and, you know, just the, the goalpost, it sounds like it will be that you've done it multiple times. Yes. From between today like and more than one, less than seven. I love, I think that's a totally reasonable goal. And, you know, also because I think, you know, I think what you're saying is there's a prioritization that has to happen. There's deciding, you know, who, which version of you, I was going to say who you're going to write to first. It's going to be you, but yeah, which, yeah. which you, and then, um, but I think, you know, there's, I, I would also want you to give yourself the grace to start it imperfectly. Okay. And that, you know, I don't if understand you're, what you're saying. What do you mean? Not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and to, you know, to like, and it might be, you know, an initial just like free writing about, you know, like it, you're, it's swimming in your head of like which version of you you're going to write to. So you just like start writing and see what happens, yeah. what comes out. Okay. It might be like just picking and starting somewhere and saying, mm, this actually doesn't feel right. And I keep thinking about I'm writing to 17 year old version of me and I keep thinking about 23 year old version of me. So yeah. I'm going to switch and write to her instead, but Got just you. giving yourself the freedom to like, especially when, you know, writing has been an exercise that especially more recently has been so regimented for you so much so yeah. that you've, it's not been something you've been able to consistently do. I would want you to give yourself the freedom to do it, to do it imperfectly and to have it be kind of like an open process where you're just really getting back into the practice of doing it yeah okay yes that's a good thing to keep in my mind <laughs> don't be rigid about it because I think I've got the ten- the tendency to be like well I started to write to this part of me of you know that and I've got to stick to it and then it ends up being kind of antithetical to what needs to happen <laughs> yeah. so I'll remember that thank you of course because ultimately I mean 
to get, you know, back to the goalpost of what we're going for here. Like we want to create something that is, you know, it might bring up, it will bring up ultimately probably some, some feelings and some, some emotions that could be difficult, but like ultimately what we want is for you to be able to process through some of these things in writing mm-hmm. so that you can get some fucking relief and some fucking sleep. Yeah. And so, Amen, sister. <laughs> ooh, and so, I mean, just like, you know, all that to say, like, I, I hope that this is, that this can, you know, begin to at least be helpful if it's, you know, I wish there was a silver bullet I could yeah. provide to you. And I, I'm sure that's like the one thing you want the most, right? Is like the thing. Um, it, it is, but it's also, I would also really like to feel like it's not something that's creep going to creep up on me anymore you know yeah. like those few things that it, it I'm yeah I'm I'm way beyond wishing that I was some uh less co- complicated son of a bitch <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like why can't I be simple and just be like I go shopping and do this and I'm you know I get a, I go to an office I don't know yeah um that was really judgmental to anybody who does that and I like those things and I work in an office and I go shopping but what I'm saying is is like I'm I overthink everything yeah and I like that part of myself but I would like to make some peace with parts of it so um yeah the silver bullet ace, but I think, I think I'm in it. I'm in it now. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm, I'm committed. I want to get it sorted. No more putting boxes or, you know, I can't, Kelly won't let me. She's, <laughs> she really doesn't like the misc boxes. She's not into it. So I have to deal with it now. That's right. That's the, <laughs> those are the, you know, the occupational hazards of, of being in a relationship with a designer. You exactly. Can't really, you can't really have those, um, you know, clunky looking boxes around. You gotta, That's it. gotta unpack it and put it, put it all on a, like a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing shelf. Yeah, exactly. That's why my poetry books got thrown out. And she was like, what are you keeping them for? I was like, I know. And who's also <laughs> thrown into the mix, a total minimalist. And oh like, my God, tell me about it. Material possessions are not really what's important, which is like, we all have a thing or two to learn from Kelly to be fair, but also let me keep my fucking poetry books. <laughs> yeah. I did. Don't worry. My Hanson book is right behind me. My scrapbook, um, which is exclusively poems to Zach Hanson, in case you were wondering, which is why I'm a raging lesbian these days. So, <laughs> so I too love Zach Hanson. So Wait, much. Yes. Taylor. Respect. Yes. Uh, no, I love Zach. I love Zach. And like Taylor also is, is beautiful, but like, mm. come on. It was, no, it was yeah. all about Zach for me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson, and I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old-fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. 
I'll see you next time, babes. Thank you.